this by way of radio and television, and we have a real opportunity to go by way of 980 mm -hmm. uh, radio. Um, our scripture reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, and if you hear it, all of it, United Methodist, you'll want to follow along in your Bibles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, talking about the birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for Mary to deliver her child. And Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in. In that region there was shepherds, shepherds in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy. Great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what they had been told them about this child. And all who heard it was, were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Father, Prince of Peace. 
Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And before my talks, I read commentary on this, and it was very enlightening. The Assyrians have attacked Israel, and the northern part of Israel had been desolated. They had taken the most beating and torn down. And when this was professed that Jesus was coming, that a light would be shown to them, it was promised, especially to the northern part of Israel, that this joy was coming, this Christ child was coming, and he did, and that's where he did a lot of his teaching, was the northern part. He restored them from a battle-torn, just war-ridden, Assyrian-attacked nation. And that's the promise he gives us. Whatever we're living in, whatever attacks we're facing, whatever we're going through, the battle has already been won. He's already given us his joy. God gave us his son, which is everything. So no matter what battle you're going through, remember this promise. He gave us his son, and his son was born to give us that joy and that peace that has been taken by war and fighting, whatever that may be in your life. Thank you, Gina. Yeah, first thing I want to do is, Midian, I'd known I'd heard that name before, but I couldn't think of who he was. He was Abraham's son. So, and he was there at the, the take when, the, when they came in and took the northern part of Israel. He, he, he was there. And um, that was his defeat. But it's important to realize when it says the Lord came and gave it back to him, it wasn't just for the Israelites. It was that time specifically for him, but it's no end to it. He gave it to you, He gave it to me, He gave it to everyone on earth that will simply praise the name of Jesus and believe He's God's Son. Sacrifice for us, and I, I really think, especially in this season, as stores do their marketing, see commercials, see people rushing home with their treasures. But you know what? The reason for the season is the same guy that won that battle for Midian, and all of us. When you look at the Christmas tree, think of the star on top. That's not only about the tree a lot of times, but it's above the earth. Every person living on earth has a star to bow down to and worship this Christmas day. Thank you. Thank you. Amen, Michael. As we look at the scripture here this evening, there's a number of things that we should particularly observe 
And um, I'm going to cite like three or four and kind of explain those about the scripture. Let us mark this evening who they were to whom the tidings first came that Christ was born. Then secondly, the language, the language that was used by the angel in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. And then also, thirdly, they who were there that first praised God when Christ was born. And then lastly, this evening, we'll touch on the fact, the hymn of praise, which the heavenly host sung in the hearing of the shepherds. And we'll try to get, it, get you out of here by midnight. 11.45? Yeah, 11.45. <laughs> 13, uh, 14 minutes. Amen. We're um, going to be on radio, and the radio is 9.80 a.m., and we just thank, thank the Lord for this um, opportunity to go by the airways, and we're going to be on YouTube and a number of other um, stations and that. So we realize there's a vast audience of angels, personnel that are listening. And if you want to be a part of that ministry, if you want to be a part of that blessing, you can designate gifts to um, radio ministry or television ministry. First and foremost in these verses, how the birth of the Lord Jesus was first announced to the children, such as you and I. The birth of a king's son is um, generally made an occasion of very public, revelry and, and rejoicing. The announcement of the birth of the Prince of Peace was here, we realize, made privately at midnight. And without anything of worldly pomp and and all of the other activities. Well, let us mark secondly who they were to whom the tidings first came that Christ was born. They were shepherds. I miss those days when we had Sunday school classes and children were dressed with their lambs clothing and angel wings, Mary and Joseph and Sometimes there were, we had even a little infant that represented the baby Jesus in the, in the manger. But we find according to scripture there were shepherds abiding in the field near Bethlehem. They were keeping watch over their flocks by night. And to shepherds, to shepherds, not to priests and rulers, to shepherds, not to scribes and Pharisees, Presidents, senators, governors, and leaders, an angel appeared. And that angel proclaimed, Unto you this day is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, the brother of Jesus, sometime later, when he became a follower of his brother, St. James, the saying of St. James should come into mind as we read these words. St. James said, Hath not God chosen the poor of this world 
to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him, according to James chapter 2, verse 5. The want of money debars no one from this spiritual privilege. The things of God's kingdom are often hid from the great and noble and, and revealed to the poor. The busy labor of the hands need not prevent a person being favored with a special sense of communion with God. Moses, do you recall, was, he was keeping sheep. Gideon was threshing wheat. Elisha was plowing when they were severely honored by direct calls and, and revelations from God. And let you and I, let you and I resist the suggestion of Satan that religion is not for the working person. The weak of the world are often called before the mighty. The last are often first and the first last. And then let us mark, secondly, the language, that tremendous language that's used in, in all of these Gospels, and we happen to just choose Matthew, Dr. Matthew, or Dr. Luke's Gospel. We could have chosen math, Matthew's account, too. But let us mark, secondly, the language that was used by the angels in announcing the Christ child's birth to the shepherds. He said, I, I bring you good tidings of great joy. That was a powerful message. Announcing Christ's birth, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to a select few people, no, to all, to all people. We need not wonder at these words. The spiritual darkness which had covered the earth for some 4,000 years was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and the way for us to get pardoned and the way for you and I to get peace with God was about to be thrown open to all humankind. The head of Satan was about to be bruised. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. The mighty truth was about to proclaim that God, that God could be just and yet, for Christ's sake, justify the ungodly. Salvation was no longer to be seen through some type or some figures, but very openly, very much in our face, face to face, the knowledge of God was no longer to be confined to the Jews, but to be offered to the whole Gentile world. The days of heathenism were numbered. The first stone of God's kingdom was about to be set up. It was, it was not good tidings, or if this, not, if, if this were not good tidings, there never were tidings to be considered good in name. Well, let's mark thirdly who, who they were that first praised God and when, when Christ was born. They were angels. Angels and not humans. Angels who had never sinned and 
needed no Savior, angels who had not fallen and required no Redeemer and no atoning blood. The first hymn of honor was God manifest in the flesh was sung by a multitude of the heavenly host. And let us note this fact. It is full of deep spiritual lessons. It, it shows us what good servants, what good servants the angels are. All that their heavenly master does pleases and interests them. It, it shows us what clear knowledge they have, angels have. They, is, we are given that instruction that when we come to Christ, we have guardian angels. You have a guardian angel. I have a guardian angel. All that their heavenly master does pleases and interests them. It shows us what clear knowledge they have. They know what misery sin has, has brought into creation. They know the blessedness of heaven and the privilege of, of an open door into heaven. And above all, it shows us the deep love and the deep compassion which the angels feel towards poor lost humanity. As I look out over the congregation, I, I look at the empty pews of many that had worshipped for years before, and I, I'll probably pick on Karen, as I never had the opportunity to meet her because her father, Herb, had passed away just briefly before I arrived. Mm -hmm. Would that have been like 24 years ago or so, Karen? 1986. 1986. 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like a year before I came because it came in 97. But I met your, your mother, and boy, we just had a wonderful time. I mean, that, she lived to be, what, 101? 100. 100. I mean, wow. you know, one year off. I mean, that, that's amazing. Karen, Karen you're going to beat her, right? You're working an honor one. I don't know. <laughs> Another 30 years. Yeah. Well, let, let us note this fact. It, it's full of deep spiritual lessons. It shows us what good servants the angels are. And all of it has seen many angels, like the Bucknellers, many who are here today that that keep the legacy of this congregation going. They know what misery sin has brought into creation. They know the blessedness of heaven and the privilege of an open door into heaven. And above all else, it shows us the deep love and compassion which the angels feel towards the lost. They rejoice in the glorious prospect of many souls being saved. That's why we we work at worship. Work is a part of worship. You and I, we want to maintain this legacy and cultivate the spirituality in ourselves and in others. Why our souls can be saved and many brands picked from the burning. We believe in heaven to gain and the hell to obey. And let us strive to be more like-minded with the angels. Our, our spiritual ignorance and deadness appear most painfully in our inability to enter into the joy which we see them here expressing. Surely if we hope to dwell, if you and I hope to dwell with them in heaven forever, we ought to share something of their feelings while we are here upon earth. 
Let us seek a more deep sense of the sinfulness and the seriousness and the misery of sin. And then we shall have a more deep sense of thankfulness and gratitude for redemption. And let us mark, fourthly, the hymn of praise. I so appreciate our leadership by our praise team, Clarice. The hymn of praise which the heavenly hosts sung in the hearing of the shepherds. They, they said, glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards all. Now these famous, famous words are, are variously interpreted. Humans by nature, we are by nature kind of spiritually dull. That it seems as if we cannot understand a sentence of heavenly language when we hear it. Yet a meaning may be drawn from the words which is free from any objection. And it's not only good sense, but it's excellent theology. Glory to God in the highest. The psalm begins, now, it's come the highest degree of glory to God by the appearing of his son Jesus Christ in the world. He, by his life and by his death on the cross, will glorify God's attributes. God's attributes of justice and holiness and mercy and wisdom as they never were glorified before. Creation itself glorified God, but not so much as redemption. Peace on earth, the song goes on. Now has come to earth the peace of God, which passes all understanding, the perfect peace between a holy God and a sinful humanity, which Christ was to purchase with his own blood. On Calvary, the peace which is offered freely to all humankind, peace which once admitted into the heart makes us live with a peace one with another and will one day overspread the, the whole world. God and good will towards all the song includes. Now is it is come the time when God's kindness and God's goodwill towards guilty humanity is, is fully made known. His power was seen in creation, his justice was seen in the flood, but his mercy remained in, to be fully revealed by the appearing and the atonement of Jesus Christ. Such was the purpose of the angel song. Happy are they that can enter into its meaning and with their hearts subscribe to its contents. The person who hopes to dwell in heaven should have some experiential acquaintance with the language of the inhabitants of earth. And let us mark, ere we leave this passage, the prompt obedience. <clears throat> the prompt obedience to the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherds. We, we see in the shepherds no doubts, no questionings, no hesitation. Strange and improbable as the tidings might seem, they at once act upon them. They went to Bethlehem in haste. They found everything exactly as it had been told them. Their simple faith received a, a rich reward. They, they had this mighty, mighty privilege of being the first of all humankind after Mary and, and Joseph who saw with 
their believing eyes that the newborn Messiah, the truth, the life, the way where we can all come. And they soon returned glorifying and praising God for what they had seen. May our spirits be like theirs. May we ever believe implicitly. May we act promptly and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. And in so doing, we shall have a reward like that of the shepherds. The journey that is begun in faith will gently end in praise. Father God, with every head bowed and those listening by television or radio, they can join us in this prayer of praise and rededication. Jesus was born into this world so that we can be born again of his spirit. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, those by television or radio, they can repeat this prayer also. As we dedicate and rededicate our lives to the cause of Christ. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your birth. We pray now, O Lord, for the forgiveness of our sins. We admit, O Lord, we've sinned in things we've done and left undone. Forgive our sins, O Lord. We repent. Empower us by your Holy Spirit. Give us the joy of the Lord, which is the strength to live daily. In Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, as yesterday, prepare to come, wait upon you for this evening's offering. If you turn to your bulletins in the offertory prayer, would you pray this prayer together? Great God, our Redeemer, we sing your praises. Your glorious love shines in the face of Jesus. Born a babe in this dark world, we marvel that he generously humbled himself to bring salvation. How precious is your gift of love. Let the light of our sanctuary and our songs of praise spill through the windows to neighbors dwelling in darkness. May our gifts and offerings reflect the light of Christ. And as beacons in the night, draw people far and near closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And at this time we're blessed with another number by Leanne Claris.
Thank you, Lee, for, for a fellow that can hardly speak here just a few days ago. <laughs> touched and healed and drove the voice. Let us pray. Giver of all good gifts, bless the offerings we make this evening as a small token of all the blessings you have poured down upon us. Into our human weakness you gave the greatest gift of all, Emmanuel, your presence with us in Jesus the Christ. Not just a presence, but an invitation through Jesus to be your children and heirs of your kingdom. May our gifts, our hymns, our prayers, our promises help us realize that kingdom in our hearts and in our world, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. If you join me in the prayer of unison as the candles are prepared to be lit, and let us um, join in the prayer. O oh God of grace, we ask as we hold our candles that you grant the real Christmas experience of turning on the light of Christ within each of us. Instill within us the knowledge that his incoming makes the difference between a darkened inn and a glorified stable. That Christ taken in and then given out makes it a genuine Christmas for us and for others. For God shine in our hearts that the light might be passed on. O Christ, open our eyes and challenge us let our light shine outside our own little circle and give cheer where it's needed most to the cheerless, the lonely, the destitute. Amen. Let us turn to our insert um, as we prepare to light our candles.
Very you too, Mui.